Equal was a film uh, made for TV that had um, William Shatter in it. The Shat. <laughs> You don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus and Jim's here. Hello. Luke's here. All right. Pete's here. Just eating some ham. Oh, lovely job. Now then, uh, Sir Hugh Robertson said recently that the FIFA World Cup bidding process was like the Wild West. I agree with him. Wiki mm. wild, wild. Yeah. Not as exciting. A lot more admin. A lot more sort of uh, procedure. Not so many swinging doors. Mm. Simmer, simmer, Fewer cacti. But a lot more swinging dicks. <laughs> similar levels of chlamydia. Ooh. Yeah. I would agree with that as well. Uh-huh. I don't well, even care about the live anymore when it comes to FIFA. No. They've got bigger fish to not get arrested for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, who from the world of football do you think would make a good cowboy, Jim? Um, I'm not sure that he'd necessarily be the greatest cowboy at first, uh, at least it would seem so, but mm. I would love to see Steve Claridge uh, take on some sort of cowboy role, because yeah. he'd, he'd rock up into town and dead, he'd be dead like... Dead in five minutes. Well, <laughs> hit, hit me up. He'd rock up into town and he'd be like, Oh, you've had some cattle rustled. Uh, <laughs> I thought I'd um, go and find those pesky varmints who'd done it. And obviously all the townspeople would be like... Oh, Who's this guy? I mean, mm. he's going to be dead in five minutes. Yeah. And then, <laughs> much like he people. was on the pitch, he'd actually be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. He'd, he'd, he'd unrustle the cows or whatever they do. <laughs> I see what you're saying. I can understand what you're saying, but mm. I think that he is so slow and so sort of drab that I'm not sure he'd even get as far as a saloon. He's, he's been a professional athlete in his life, though. These people are living a very hard life. I mean, what, they, what do they do? Just sit around drinking molasses all day. I don't, <laughs> don't know my old west. Uh, apologies to uh, anyone who is still a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> or from the wild, yeah. wild west. Yeah. With our apologies to Willard Smith. Yeah. Willard Smith? <laughs> That's his name. No less. Is, is that his full name? That's his name. It's not William. Excellent. I think it is, but it's not. Yeah. There you go, trivia fans. Luke? It's got to be uh, the two-man combination of Diego Simeone and Herman Burgos. Okay. Yeah, okay. Look at Simeone. He looks, yeah. like, a, he looks like a bad guy from The Good, the Bad and the Ugly. <laughs> Why does he get a duo? Um, well, I think <laughs> I'm going to force him to pick one, which will be Simeone, and that's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine that, but the thing is, I haven't so, said it's that. It's a good answer to every question. Every Mark, sheriff yeah. needs a deputy. Yeah. You're assuming I'm going to go for Simeone, but imagine Herman Burgos, yeah. which I quite like saying um, <laughs> as a name, <laughs> revolutionising the cowboy industry with a bit of the old Google Glass. <laughs> How quick on the draw would he be with Google yeah. Glass on? You have to admit, he would be amazing. But don't you have to touch Google Glass for it to work? In a drawer, surely that's like an extra thing. You're going to get shot. I don't know. No, I think you just got a good glass. Shoot that man. (laughs) Yeah, that's Simeone would be a great sheriff. Yeah. He would be. There'd he be would. no messing. Absolutely. I can really see him with a badge and one of those neckerchiefs on. It'd be perfect. It's a very good answer. Thank you very much. Better than Jim's. (laughs) Pete? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ledley King, because he was the king of Spurs. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay, go for all, it. All you need from me, just just a quick one for this week. Yeah, put a ginger in there. Yeah, just cut it. Yeah, yeah. Boom. Okay. Pizza, sir. Yeah. Like it. <laughs> like Absolute it. ramble. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, we've got to mention Histro Stoichkov. Who who was Stoichkov? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that would be an interesting combination of characters. To be fair, <laughs> Histro Stoichkov. He was uh, nicknamed of course El Pistolero. <laughs> it mm. was. There's, I did think of roughly Pelle translated to the gunslinger. gunslinger. There was a, yeah. there's a number of f- footballers who've had similar sort of nicknames. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah. South American chiefly. But yeah, Hristo Sto- when you said uh, Hristo Stoichkloth, yeah. I was automatically, this is what the round was done to me, my mind and then basically went to sort of cleaning product footballer puns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you want to enter yeah. that sort of territory, yeah. I thought um, Big Sam Allardyce, um, and if he was swearing a lot, he could be called Profanity Sam. Nice. <laughs> yeah, okay. Instead of your Sam, of course. Yeah, yeah. If he went a bit crazy, in, insanity Sam. I think Big Sam is good for a Yeah, anyway. that's, that fits anyway, yeah. doesn't or it? Or if he's perhaps demoted, um, Academy Sam. <laughs> If, if we nice. wanted to go down the cleaning product, John Flashenew. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Village Bang. Yeah. <laughs> Village Bang, good. Oh, but uh, back to the cowboy chat. Um, I'm going to say Sydney Sam and take the point. Of course, of yeah. Course but I assumed you weren't allowed yeah. that because it's so Frontiers. so obvious. Jim, you were up first. You could have. You could. Yeah, have but I just them. assumed it would be too obvious. Also, surely an honourable mention for Freddie Eastwood. Mm. Yeah. Why? Rise a horse. Oh yeah, yeah. Clint well, Eastwood. I yeah. thought, uh, yeah, sorry. I thought uh, Pete would have gone for Fastino Aspria. Oh yeah, he's, he's always hanging out with us with the cowboy hat on, isn't he? Did yeah. he do a TV show you remember about him? being on a ranch or something? Yeah, because he lives on a ranch. Is that right? Uh, Did he yeah. not? Was he not shooting? One time, shooting, shooting his gun in West. the air. <laughs> no, it was nobody. Nobody. Oh, yeah, or it was nothing. New Year's was Eve, wasn't it? He, he shot his gun in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. If ever there's a time, or, or you could have had. Uh, Ronaldinho Gaucho or Ronaldinho as we know him. Yeah, from right. Gaucho territory or Big Phil Scolari I mean there's a number there's of a ones number. there there's a number there's a yeah. number there but Sydney sounds the best answer mm. and I'll gobble up those points I will agree to disagree <laughs> <laughs> hitch your horse to the post of points um, I'll tell you something now Diego Simeone and Herman Burgos are smashing Sydney sound right out the park <laughs> now Sydney sound's got the experience as a cowboy though isn't he are you trying to be sensible uh, Luke are you trying bit. to, trying to in, in, I'm trying to rationalise kind of, it yeah. there's no room for rationality I'll tell you yeah. why I'm trying to rationalise it because I spent the last two minutes or so trying to think of a footballer <laughs> pun among uh, with uh, Domestos. Yeah, me too. I, like, I, I was thinking of Dominic Cooper. I had in my head Dominic Cooper, the actor, for some reason. Domestos sounds to me initially like it would instinctively. Michelle Domestos. Yeah, I thought that's not close enough. Mm, though, is it isn't, is it? Annoying. Uh, oh, well. oh, we all know what the Twitter feed's going to be for love this week. <laughs> <laughs> One for the listeners there. Yeah. Uh, shall we uh, zoom off to the Euro qualifiers mm. to Group E? Uh, where England beat Slovenia 3 1. Jake Cloth Emmanuel Thomas. There you go. Nice. I've got one now for right. I'll draw under it. We, we, we can move on. Yeah, uh, yeah England beat Slovenia 3 1. Rain Rooney's uh, 100th international appearance. He got a nice uh, gold cap, didn't he, from Bobby Charlton? Was, so it, Bobby Charlton. was it actually an England game or was it just like a Wayne Rooney appreciation yeah. evening? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they got three points from it, mate. <laughs> they certainly well, did. Slovenia seemed to sort of treat it that way, didn't they? They did. Everyone did. ITV were going mad. Yeah. They were talking about him like it was like um, you know that program what's it called that Michael Aspel used to do this, this is, is your, your life, life yeah it's like, and, and then, and then uh, but the problem is with doing that is that you kind of I know he's won a lot of like a couple of few titles of Man United and stuff you do sort of think oh, you could have done more you could have England done more. for sure <laughs> yeah that's not entirely his fault though is it <laughs> no it's not uh, it's what do you think uh, Marcus well it's yeah. a funny one with Rooney because he's 29 and he's got 100 international yeah. caps and 44 goals that's a great record yeah, and uh, for a guy who's not always been an out-and-out striker as well, it's a very good record. Well, even if he was, still a good record. Um, but you are right. You do sort of think to yourself. You have to go back to. I mean, people will remember Euro two thousand and four, perhaps when when Rooney was very good. Yeah, and him, well, it's tournament football that's let him down. Yeah, definitely, absolutely correct. But, I mean, uh, which is kind of crucial to the whole thing, isn't it? Two thousand and six, he was he was really injured, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, and, and rushed back, and then oh wait, they didn't qualify. Two thousand and ten, everyone was poor. Yeah. 2012 again suspended for that 
that last game, but he didn't mm. play particularly well. 2014, I thought he didn't do too badly, actually. He got a goal, and at a, least. A goal and an assist. But the, the, He's uh, been very unlucky and still come out with it with a very, very good record. I mean, credit to him. Yeah, I don't think you can pin it all on, on Rooney. I don't think there. you can pin it all on him purely because the point I'm next going to make is that it's a team game. And so while I was asked about this on the radio show last week, like, oh, what do you think about Wayne Rooney about to make his 100th cap? And I just felt like, well, it's great for him. Congratulations to him. It's an amazing achievement, as you've said. But really, I don't. I don't know. If I actually care. It's mostly you know? meaningless, isn't it? It's yeah, just. So, it's yeah. just a number. It's not. Indiv- it's not an individual sport. It's a team sport. So whilst it, you know, it's probably right to, to mark the occasion, present him with a quick golden cap, whatever you do, mm. and the you know t- for these players like I did with Beckham and Cole and one or two others. But ultimately, it's a team game. It doesn't really matter. Mm. I, I don't. And I think Wayne Rooney would rather take. Um, well, he I, said that. I'd rather have 50 caps of it with me and, and win a, ta- win a but, trophy. But, but Rooney said that himself. But, they, but you're, you're more pointing the finger there slightly at the media. Absolutely, Because yeah. the players don't. They weren't in uh, going on and on about Rooney's 100th appearance, mm. of course. I mean, Rooney will answer the questions that he's been asked. Completely, But, yeah. but it is... Uh, look, for, for a guy who's played for his country 100 times... You, you, unfortunately, because of uh, so many statistics in football these days, and Rooney's had a career since the age of sixteen, or, or we all knew yeah, from the yeah. age of sixteen, it's it's an incredible achievement. It really is, and it's it is uh, slightly soured, of course, by so much uh, media coverage and so many statistics, and perhaps slightly disappointing but, tournament um, appearances by England. But while it's not his fault that England haven't won anything, of course he plays a role in the success and failure of the team because now he's a captain and he's an important player, so he plays a role. Of course I can see it's not completely his fault. Um, the same way he wouldn't be completely credited if they did win something, it would be mm. a team achievement. I do think there's an element with Rooney that he's let England down at key points though. I mean, especially what Jim's just touched on with tournament football. I mean, the, fact, the goal he scored in the World Cup in the summer was the first tournament goal he scored since 2004. Well, he uh, scored one at uh, Euro 2012 against Ukraine. OK, so it's uh, fine. It's, it's a sparse record, though, isn't it? Yeah, it was his first World Cup goal. It was his first World Cup goal, forgive me. OK, great. But the thing is, he's not... And, and you look at big key moments when he's been perhaps sent off or he's not performed. Or mm. uh, I do think there's going to be an element of that he's letting him down a little bit at, at the crunch. Yeah, I mean, certainly... And he's not by no, by no means the only player to have done that, by the way. Certainly in 2006, when he stamped on Ricardo Carvalho's balls, yeah. for example. Mm. But we conveniently blamed Cristiano Ronaldo mm. <laughs> for, him, for him doing that. But yeah. then you look at sort of like players that... Um, um, before his time that didn't quite get as many caps as they should have done Yeles Fernandes Ian Wright in those kind of positions I suppose to a certain extent yeah, yeah, I think Ian Wright came, when Ian Wright was playing I mean Ian Wright would be a shoo-in for the team like, the problem with Ian Wright is a lot of injuries at key moments but yeah. there, was a, there was a wealth of strikers around there yeah. wasn't there and, mm. but, and, and we were so sort of desperate for a bit of inspiration when Wayne mm. Rooney's played and he's been selected when he hasn't been having the, the best great, the, the the greatest run of form mm. or he's been burnt out from a long season Absolutely. Part, part of the reason he's got 100 caps is because he just gets picked automatically Absolutely the pressure on him means that even if he isn't in the best form dropping him exacerbates that so much and the, the monkey on his back gets worse because of the press putting a monkey on his back so, so that yeah he has had quite a few obligatory caps as well it's interesting that we've had him Gerard Lampard and Ashley Cole relatively recently hitting 100 caps I don't know who the next one sort of behind Rooney is I would imagine there's a few that are uh, way way short of that you know um, that, um, Paul Scholes recently said part of the reason he retired from England is because he kept getting picked when he wasn't in his own mind wasn't playing well enough mm. he said it was ridiculous he had to take himself out of the firing line because he kept getting picked mm. yeah. I mean yeah. do you think that's indicative of the dearth of, of, of talent we've had that we've had four players in very quick succession get to 100 caps no possibly I mean there's a number of factors I think actually Cole has been the, oh, Cole's oh been, of course Cole's exempt from that really yeah, but. yeah no Cole's been a, a very good player for England over the years but I think with the media I, rem- I know I think it was Steve McLaren obviously didn't have the best times in charge of England but he still was an England manager and knows what it's like to be in the hot seat and he said that the trouble is 
if you do want to drop Gerard and you want to play just Lampard in there or you want to mix it up and play, actually, this is a different system, this is a different team, uh, the, the media will go absolutely crazy at you if you did but drop why, why do But why should they care, though? Why yeah, I mean, that's part, that's no, part why, of being the manager's the manager job, care? isn't it? Is because, to take that on the chin. Because... Uh, if if England then don't get the result, the media will absolutely blast him, and a lot of the fans will, and it puts a lot of pressure on the FA. But that's the, FA, that's the job, though, isn't it? it? It is the job, Jim. But unfortunately, we've we the media and the FA have uh, let the, the pressure sometimes get to them. They've stood firm a bit with Hodgson, which is yeah. whether you like Hodgson or not. In 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 a sense, is pleasing to see. Would, yeah. I don't think sacking Hodgson would have been the right thing uh, to do after the World Cup, as we spoke about then, but. Um, it, it's the the ridiculous circus that, that surrounds the English national team, and mm. y- you can understand it from a manager's point of view. You know, there's Steven Gerrard, who's one of the best players in the last sort of fifteen twenty years to play for England. Maybe not hasn't performed as, as that, but but in terms of Premier League football, he's been one of the best. So if you drop him and you play someone who's lesser than him, and perhaps it doesn't go right, you, you know, the, the pressure is you need results there and then. And if he does drop him, as I say, the, the, the furore that goes with that, you're almost hanging yourself out to dry in a sort of unfortunately you, weird way. I guess you've got to remember that keeping the um, press sweet does elongate careers, however much you think that mm. that's a bit of a fallacy. You know, people mm. like Harry Redknapp, people like Steve Bruce, you know, if you're nice to the media, mm. they'll be nice back and you don't get quite so, much, so many pelters from, yeah. from the wider uh, support, uh, supporting uh, populace, I suppose. I, I mean, I would like to hear a, a manager just sit down at a press conference and say, look, guys, I don't give a shit about any person in this room. That's what Roy Keane did the other Day. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But I mean, Hodgson's actually been a little but, bit right, firmer. A, a good manager. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just an assistant. I mean, Hodgson, I would say, has been a little bit firmer. Not that I don't, I don't think he's, he's a bit firmer than what we're expecting from him. Mm. I think. I think yeah, okay, I think, fair yeah. point. Yeah. But I think what Roy Keane said the other day was actually quite interesting as far as that relationship you're refer- referencing, which because he said <clears throat> um, one of the questions in the press press conference for the newspaper media was that oh, do you think this problem you had, this altercation you had outside that hotel, has been a distraction to the Irish national team? And uh, I think O'Neill was quite diplomatic. So it may be a little bit of a distraction, you know, but whatever. And Roy Keane said, "Look, don't you worry about it. Just yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm responsible to the to the FAI. FAI. Mm. Now, if we don't get the results, I'll be fired. You won't lose a moment of sleep out mm. about it. So don't. Mm. Why do you care? Don't yeah. worry about mm. it. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, think- I think that's. I, I do genuinely think that some of the aspects of the press, some of the areas of the media, especially the tabloid press, which I don't have a lot of time for anyway. Um, they did." They deserve to be treated with contempt. Yeah, absolutely, of course. They're, they're, they're awful um, at their worst. But I think, Marcus, you're making a slightly different point there, though, which is that however much an England manager can block out the press, if the FA listen and the FA react to the pressure, mm. then that filters well, down to them anyway. But they haven't got a clue what they're doing, have they? The FA, yeah. we know that you only got to watch that game, which we'll hopefully we'll talk about in a minute, <laughs> on, uh, on, um, on Saturday to, to see what an absolute farce it is. I mean, yeah, they can't even bribe... Fucking Qatar ambassadors properly. <laughs> <laughs> they, can't, they can't bribe FIFA exec committee members properly. They they do it in a half-assed way, which makes them look stupid, and they mm. moan about it and take their toys away. If you're gonna do it, fucking do it. Mm. And the other thing is that, um, in reference to the Saturday game, is that look at the state of the pitch. You're bankrupting yeah. themselves to such an extent that they have to. They can't turn down any booking for Wembley, the national mm. stadium. Well, there's talk of England a, just played a qualifier with a cartoon jaguar still visible in the centre circle yeah, right, at yeah. the home of football. Yeah. Supposedly, that's the sort of thing that Paul Merson could see. When he <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's always been there as well, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the, yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, chippy, it, chippy, the whatever it is. <laughs> the, the, yeah, there will be an NFL franchise team there. Yeah, uh, you know, as you I say, am. in London playing. What I don't know. 
the half a dozen or whatever it is home games there. Well, we've well, had three or four there already, haven't they, recently? Well, no, 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 that's not a franchise team. They, no, no, had no, but three. I'm just saying they've had a decent quantity of at the moment. No, that will, that will increase. You will have the London, you know, shit yeah. bags or whatever. The London shit bags. I think I'm right on saying about a year ago, they had like a motor racing event there. Yeah, I think they did. No, that's the race of champions. I think they always have that there. No, no, even so. They tarmacked over the top of the pitch. That's right, of course. Remember all the advertising. And it's still, the pitch still looked better after it. Than I think it might have been around ball. the time. This might be wrong, but there was a, certainly a game that Portsmouth played against Spurs in the FA Cup semi final in 2010. And Pompey actually went through because the pitch was like a cake. Mm. <laughs> it, like, Spurs didn't know what was happening. They, they couldn't get the ball on the ground. It was unbelievable. Pompey could believe their luck. Yeah. Well, that was actually a real, um, really noticeable aspect of the play in the game on, on Saturday. That the, the ball spent a lot of time up in the air, and I don't know whether that was a sort of deliberate spoiling tactic from sort of Slovenia, but even from England, it seemed there's a lot of head tennis going on. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest, especially the first half wasn't yep. the greatest of spectacles but to be fair to England they got, they got a decent result and, and, mm. and, and that goal reacted conceded well. I mean the goal they conceded was a real kick up the arse they needed on that on that day but it's the first goal, goal they've conceded in qualifying so I mean they're in pretty good form England yeah. actually they're going to the Scotland mm. game tomorrow night in reasonable form which you know is not too bad but it's the, the, the problem with England is as, as we always say as it, you know, it was ever thus is that you're going to get through qualifying fine most of the time. And of course, there's been the occasional aberration like the Euro 2008. But since the qualification has changed to be make it so easy to qualify now, you've got two and a half teams from each group, mm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got to be... I mean, any one of us can manage a team to qualify in that group from there, <laughs> an England team. And so it's not really a test, is it? Because, you, OK, they've gone to Switzerland, they've got a good result in Switzerland. That's probably the only game on paper you'd think, actually, this could be a tough one. There's yeah. no preparation at all. Well, there's chat that they, they might learn more in the friendlies. They learn a lot against Scotland. Well, flipping it's actually will. quite a smart move booking in a friendly against Scotland because it it will be a very, very competitive game and it won't be like a friendly, mm. as we've heard a million times in the press this well, week. Well, Hodgson said he might start Berahino, and I, was I think thinking, he will. Yeah, great. And I was thinking, my goodness, what a baptism of fire for us, yeah. you know, yeah. Celtic Park. Yeah, that uh, in the game. But, but, you know, there'll be an atmosphere that they're not used to there. I think England will learn a lot about themselves against Scotland, specifically mm. um, how to skillfully apply dressing to open wounds. <laughs> <laughs> in a combat situation <laughs> yeah. well, um, uh, Jack Wilshire received um, some positive feedback for playing alongside Henderson in the midfield did, mm. he, did he tickle your fancy I thought he was excellent yeah he was just he got stuck in won the ball and distributed it very well which is kind of all you really need there because they, they did flood that midfield and he coped with that very very well yeah. Well, I think we'd, I'd like to see him play that role for Arsenal until our form comes out of the toilet. Right. I think him back in with Arteta or Flamini would be great if he can play like that. Well, I said that uh, that's, that's, his future, uh, that's the future of his football, in my, my opinion. Mm. I mean, obviously, Jim, your opinion was slightly different at the time. It was a few, few months ago now. But <clears throat> I think that's where he... I see him playing there long term. But, in a, but, it, yeah, but I don't know whether he could do that with, cause he has it, cause, because I feel like with Jack Wilshire and you might know a bit more about this than me but I feel like he he finds it hard to get momentum in his performances because he always gets injured or mm. he, or he oh, gets absolutely his bit. fitness is uh, is always never quite there it seems yeah. purely because he's injured so often and, and, if, if and that's sat- frustrating and I think against a good team in the middle I wonder if he'd be as effective problem or the Certainly, from my point of view, the sort of the light at the end of that tunnel, though, is that he. I mean, season before last, he li- he missed an entire season, yeah. so it's going to take him time to sort of. How old is he now? He, was he what 20, 21, 22? He must be a bit older than that, surely. I don't know. I'm, I, remember, he broke young. through yeah. very, very young. Yeah, I know he's um, still got a majority of his career ahead of him, of course. So yeah, I I, I think um, we will see a more consistent Wilshire when he's just been fitter for longer. He's just got to build up his core strength, I guess. I mean, but I think Wilshire in a four-two-three-one could work. 
but next yeah. to Henderson. Yeah, I Henderson think together there. they'd be great. But in that diamond, it's uh, another four two three one and a four four two diamond. You know, sometimes you get a little bit bogged down with slight uh, differences in information. You know, and sometimes you can think they're the same. But but if he is in a diamond, you know, he's playing at the base, which they tried against, um, which they played in in Switzerland, and. He's kind of more on his own. If, if, if Henderson and, say, Delph, as it was that evening, I think, if my memory serves me correctly, yeah, it was. They've, got, they've got slightly different roles, and I'm not sure about that one. I just get the feeling that, that, that young um, English footballers don't want to play nearer the back. They just don't think it's as sexy as... Uh, yeah. you, they want to bomb on, and they want to mm. be on the head, uh, mm. headlines, they want to be... Well, that was certainly know. the problem with Gerard and Lampard. Historically, their, their sort of disip- positional discipline wasn't, certainly wasn't there. Mm. I've, I've, yeah, uh, Wilson needs to nail down a position and play it, and he needs to stay fit. That's what I feel. But there were some positives game. It's good to see Welbeck scoring um, yep. a few more. He's been, he's a really important player for him now. And especially, I think it's especially ten and twelve, is it for Welbeck? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and especially in the absence of Sturridge. I mean, he was in danger actually at one point. Welbeck had become a bit of a sort of scapegoaty type figure yeah. because mm. he looks quite ungainly sometimes. Yeah, he, misses, almost he misses a lot of forward shots. Forward Tom cleverly. Yeah. He does, yeah. He needs a lot to score. And it, but his work rate is, is superb. Well, and his link-up plays very good too. Yeah, that's his, right. his second goal was fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and Klein and Gibbs are a full-back. I mean, certainly mm. good to see Klein in Klein there. Klein was great, I thought. He was. Yeah. Gibbs didn't, didn't uh, made a few places. sloppy no, Klein, I mean, uh, you know, a number of people have said that about Klein. What do you think of Gibbs? Do you think he's a better man to put in there than, than Bezos? Well, I quite like Gibbs, but some people are not sure about it. Well, Gibbs, I mean, Gibbs was certainly guilty of making a few misplaced and under-hit passes um, at the weekend. I mean, maybe part of that was to do with the pitch, but you've still got to play on it, haven't you? So, um, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Gibbs. His delivery is very good. Uh, he, he, again, it's similar to Wilshere. He just needs to stay consistently fit for a long time because he does pick up these little muscle strains and these little tweaks here and there, and it keeps him out for periods of time, and that just stifles his momentum. So, um, I think it's a, certainly a healthy battle between them. I also think Ryan Bertrand's unlucky to not be in the conversation at the moment. He's playing so well for Southampton. Yeah, yeah, the, the, all that Southampton back four and five are <clears throat> playing really well. Klein I've called to play. I've called out to play there for England for a while because, in my opinion, he's been the form right back in, or the form English right back in, in mm. the Premier League for a while. Um, <clears throat> on the left back position, obviously Baines isn't isn't a young man anymore no. in football in terms. So it's good to have a bit of competition around yeah. Bertrand and um, and Gibbs and Luke, also Shaw. Luke Shaw, of yeah. course. So it's it's actually quite exciting to, mm. to if those players can really kick on, stay fit, and, and hopefully replicate their. Um, their uh, club form for for their country. It, it's not actually the fullback position seems to be a lot more, lends itself a lot more to to players being able to translate their club form over to country because yeah. Ashley Cole was always really good for England. Yeah, he never let England down. Gary Neville was pretty similar until he, until he um, until he got a bit old. But I mean, these players, there's no reason these players can't step up. Nathaniel Klanik, he's playing against Slovenia. They're not a household name or anything. They're not a bad sign. No, I don't think they are. Yeah. Actually, I was about to say, I don't think they are. I think they've mm. got a bit about them. But for a guy making mm. his debut, that's that's he fair did enough. Well. Did, very, did very well, I thought. Yeah. Uh, perhaps the result of the group was San Marino get a lovely little point in clean yeah. sheet against what Estonia. A point. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you would you'd be forgiven for thinking, looking at that scoreline, that it was like a heroic, like like ninety minute defence from San Marino. But from the highlights I saw, it wasn't at all. Yeah. Like it was Estonia just a got, bit drab. Estonia, I think, are one of those teams who are actually a lot worse than people think. Yeah, but I think they've been beaten by the Faroe Islands relatively recently. Are you yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think people yeah. got a club Estonia, uh, Slovakia, Slovenia together and stuff. They got oh, they're probably yeah. around about the same level. Yeah, no, Estonia is nowhere near as good. No. No, no, no. <laughs> 
a great result for Aaron. Listen, let's take nothing away from a team who's got their first point in about 150 games. Yeah, 60 games. 60 games. Sorry. I, did, I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't see That's the highlights, right. but what was the 90 minutes mark like? Highlights. It, just... it was amazing <laughs> because it, celebratory um, scenes. it was celebratory scenes, but you would expect this absolute like eruption and outpouring of emotion. And because San Marino so tiny and there was hardly anyone there, no. you could see it was probably like that if you were there, but it was still a little <laughs> yeah. bit underwhelming. And can I just say, the word highlights probably isn't the right word. Right? Yeah. Okay, that okay. Footage. That was the, that was the, <laughs> what was the footage like? That was the only highlight. The document of what happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The primary source. <laughs> yeah. There was only one goal difference, though, between that result and when England played Estonia. Indeed. Mm. So, mm. stay on your toes, boys. Estonia have um, got four points in the group. They're, yeah. not, they're, no, they're no mugs, but they are honestly really shit. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't, they're not as bad as San Marino, but, uh, but well, well <laughs> evidently... Well, it was a it was a it was a wonderful weekend though for the for the minnows, and we'll go it through was. the groups and, and obviously there's we'll been talk some about really them. interesting results in this quarter. Mm. There has, there has, fantastic. Mm. Uh, but we go to Group B where Wales got a good point away oh, to, to Belgium. The Wales still unbeaten in the group and, and they're in second place on Rod, eight they look at times. They did, but, but also they, they could have had it. Absolutely, yeah. you can't forget that. Um, yeah, I mean the, the Belgians hit the post. There was a couple of goal line scraps, but Bale had a chance. He did. Well, you'd have thought he would have put that one away. Yeah, it was a tough angle though. It's one of those things that when a player's of that. Level like it's, it's Sandy should have put that one away. It makes it sound like it was a tap in. It wasn't at all. If he'd scored it, it would have been a brilliant goal. Yeah, I think it was, I was. A, I watched the game. And it Bale was, will be annoyed that he never put that away. Of course, yeah, but mm. still, it was, it was a good nil nil. It wasn't a drab one. No, I mean, certainly not. Well, certainly did ride their luck. I mean, there was that chance that um, who was it? Who had Lombards was it? Hit the inside of the post. Then yeah. Origi didn't follow it up. That was that was real like heart in the mouth time for because well, I think if they conceded, it would mm. been real trouble. Because but I was thinking when I was watching them actually. I'll tell you who would really be an asset to them would be a Pete Craig Bellamy. Because if they had a Pete Craig yeah. Bellamy, I think they'd be an amazing counter-attacking team. What team yeah. wouldn't benefit from a Pete Craig Bellamy? Well, that's a fair point. But just the way that Wales could play mm. if they had Bellamy in there as well. Because yeah. they've got a nice balance. They've got some quality Premier League players. And yeah. they've got, they'd have the pace of Bale and Bellamy. And they'd have like the, the decent using of the ball from like, people like players like Ramsey and Allen. And they've actually got like a reasonable defence as well. They're, mm. not, they're not too bad. Mm. And, and they're not a million miles away from being quite a good side. And I think that if they were to... To qualify and I've got a real chance because of the qualification process I mean Belgium the problem is Israel started really well yeah. if, if Belgium do what you think they're going to do and move on then Wales could be looking at a playoff right because Bosnia mm. have been poor so if Wales can qualify for that that could really help them I could really mm. galvanise them give them a bit of experience inspire another generation of players and they could really do well I think, oh, and we're saying playoffs I mean they are second in the table they could, they yeah. could be hot right yeah, so I, fight I, think, on. I, think, I think they could but I, I, the reason I'm saying that is because I think that Israel started much better than people thought they would yeah. and um, Belgium are probably going to come into form aren't they yeah I think Israel have got a game in hand at the top mm. on, on Wales Belgium, they've won all three games so yeah Belgium are fourth well. with five points and a game in hand on Wales so if they win that one obviously they'll, they'll, they'll go level uh, that is a tough group I think it's quite understated because uh, Bosnia, are not, uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina are not doing too well but they're a decent side and obviously Belgium are, are, can, can are you, can but you Israel still, can you still be called a decent side if you lose at home to Cyprus I just want to put that out <laughs> <laughs> it's been all downhill for them since the World Cup hasn't it let's be honest mm. well fair enough Fair enough, um, but there does seem to be a great belief in this in this Wales team at the moment, and we have to give Chris Coleman credit because he he, he took over at a very difficult time, of course, yeah. after the death of, of Gary Speed, and Speed had done a brilliant job as well yeah. and got them playing in a, in, a, in a style and got the belief back in there. So for him to take over, obviously at a very uh, uh, sad and sensitive time, there's, he's got that to navigate as well. But also, and also to get to the, they did have a bit of a blip for a little while, and, and he sort yeah. of roared that quite fair. He did. Well. He, he was close to losing his job, I believe. I yeah. 
from that point of view. So, yeah, he's, he's, he's done very well indeed. Uh, another decent performance from Hennessy in goal. He's been a big player for them. He's been great given that he doesn't actually play that regularly. He yeah. made some good saves, made one particularly good save at quite close range and mm-hmm. a one-on-one, which really kept them in the game. Uh, but I mean, if, if Wales go away to Belgium, who are uh, Belgium ranked like fourth in the world now? <laughs> I think they're really they're ranked really high. They're obviously a quality side, and, and everywhere you look, I mean, they had Lukaku and Benteke on the bench. Uh, yeah. You know, so they, they've got players. Um, so Wales are going to need to get a bit of luck. I mean, England would need to get a bit of luck to get a point in Belgium. You know, it's just, mm. it's just the way it is. Yeah. I think there's a, a real. It's indicative of the spirit. I think um, that players like Hennessy who aren't playing regularly are, are just really stepping up and performing. You can see there's a unity in this Wales team. They they really really. Believe believe they can get there and, and it's brilliant I really hope they do I really hope they do same it would be great uh, yeah. Group D Scotland beat Ireland 1-0 yeah big one that <laughs> that was what a, a goal that was it's a great goal it really didn't befit the occasion let's <laughs> <laughs> just call it an agricultural affair <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the level think, of tackles flying well, in well I thought game. to myself if, if that's the level of tackles there what's it going to be like when England go there <laughs> Scotland have been playing some good stuff they have mm. and, like, and against Ireland it was just a, it was an absolute free free it's like prison rules it was, it was Derby uh, it, was, it was a Derby atmosphere referee was very lenient and uh, uh, yeah, they did sort of forget how how does play the nice stuff they've been playing of late. I think the referee picked his battles. He's like, there's probably going to be something horrific <laughs> yeah, coming up. Yeah, so yeah. just... It's the sort of game where you need three or four referees, ideally. <laughs> I'm knackered already. What, yeah. 20 minutes gone. What about that one Hanley put in? I think it was on long where he just chopped him down. I mean, he... he He's lucky to get away Fortunate to maybe just get a booking or whatever. It was one of those ones where you think lucky to get a booking, but if it was a red card, perhaps a little hard. Orange card, wasn't it? An orange card, yeah, yeah. which we certainly need in the game. Uh, Grant Hanley doesn't seem to me like the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> so I think if it were me go, managing a, a player like that going into this sort of game, I'd be taken to one side saying, uh-huh. don't kick people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and don't head the ball off your own crossbar. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it hopefully, from an Englishman's point of view, he'll start against England. But, uh, yeah. but there we are. Um, uh, but it was a vital win for Scotland they're, they're, they're third with, with Germany and, and Ireland who are all three points behind the lead well, Poland the thing with um, obviously Scotland and Nari lost Germany didn't they but um, Poland are doing really well the problem with this group I think is that Scotland and Ireland are going to have to duke it out for a playoff place it's going to be mm. one of those two sadly it'd be great if both of them that'll be a duking it will be imagine if Germany missed it they won't that's not <laughs> happening is it that is not happening all right all right well the thing is that Germany have played three um, out of the four uh, games Germany have played I think three of them have been at home so they've only yeah, played they one. There's only played one. They've gone away to, to Poland. Poland. They got beat. So, so they've still got to go to Scotland. You, ne- you never and know. They've got to go to Ireland. Remember that James McFadden uh, Scotland win over France in France. Yeah. Of course, another one of them against nice. Germany at home. I described it as the greatest robbery in the history of uh, European qualification, <laughs> or, or was it World Cup? I forget. I'm telling you now, if Scotland beat Germany at home, right, mm. which takes place in September of next year, yeah. That group is blown to bits. <laughs> blown to bits. One of the, one of the, I suppose you'd say symptoms of the fact that it's, it's so much easier to qualify now is in my head. I'm thinking that basically everyone's going to be I there: Scotland, like, yeah. Ireland, Germany, Poland. They're on the same group. I'm like, nah, come on, pile on, come yeah, on, I, you'll I all be the there. Same. I feel like everyone's going to be there. It'll be absolutely fantastic scenes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what I'd like, because obviously Northern Ireland are doing well. Yes. I'd like to see... Um, a home nations group in the Euros. No, that would be good. I wasn't going to say that, but yes. Yeah. Um, a playoff between two home nations. Oh, oh the stakes would be it. so high. England and who else? No, not England. <laughs> no, it, could be, it could be like Scotland versus Wales, mm. England versus Northern Ireland, the playoffs. Yeah. That'd be good. England would have to seriously mess up, if they, as you said, yeah. Yeah. were in the playoffs. But oh, we're capable point. of a lot. I t- I t- yeah, yeah don't, 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 don't underestimate. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Don't underestimate our capacity to yeah. disappoint. In <laughs> one sense, is the only way you can underestimate England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only way. I, actually, I saw a picture today um, from an, a news article about when Roy Hodgson was appointed. And Roy Hodgson is an old-looking man. He's been old for as long as I can remember. 
remember. Like right? Bruce Forsyth. Yeah, absolutely. Can't imagine but being young. Michael I tell you, in the yeah. last two years or so, he is visibly aged. It's what the what the England job does to you. It's like uh, when you see the picture of Tony Blair when he took office. And oh yeah. man! And Barack Obama's similar. Either, yeah. so much mm. Came in as a bright, idealistic young politician and left a war criminal. Yeah. It's going to. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take its toll. Arguably a war criminal uh, of the age of about 150. <laughs> Uh, Group F, Northern Ireland lost to Romania 2-0. It was a shame their winning streak comes to an end, but probably their toughest match away in Romania. Mm. Uh, But they've now gone to Greece, Hungary and Romania. They're just um, one point behind leaders, Romania. Some people have gone to Greece, all right. Oh, oh, yes. Are we going to... Oh, yeah. Should, should we just fast-forward? No, Northern Ireland, I didn't see the game, but Northern Ireland, it's a poor result for them because yeah. the form had been in. Yeah. The fact, it is a shame, but as I say, they've they've gone to... Um, yeah, going away to Greece doesn't seem that hard. It doesn't, <laughs> does it? Um, because <laughs> the Faroe Islands, what a result that was! That's the result of the whole thing. Yeah. It doesn't matter what happens now. That's what makes me think when you say that any of us could get England to the Euros with that group, no, no chance. No, absolutely no chance. Did you see Ian Wright's reaction after no. the England game? Uh, this was directly after the England game when the results were being read out, when they'd just come in, and he, he was just laughing. He couldn't help it. Yeah. And Adrian Charles was like, what are you laughing at? He's just like, I, I can't believe he's lost to them. Just, just cracking, cracking up. <laughs> Obviously, Ranieri lost his job, but they've kept him on for the friendly, haven't they? Which, oh, which is almost—it's like they're—it's a farewell. They're presenting this like, yeah, like it's a good thing, like it's a nice gesture. Cheers uh, for the point. Yeah, <laughs> one in four after four matches, they've got. Don't one forget point, to bring they... your sharpened objects, fans. <laughs> what, we, what we really need, Claudio, is we need to really address the problem of not scoring enough goals. No problem, I'll sort it out for you. <laughs> Four games, one goal, <laughs> culminating in a home defeat to Faroe Islands. Has it gone as well as you hoped? <laughs> what would you do differently? <laughs> Everything, all of it. It's sensational, isn't it? It is. We have to, uh, we have to give uh, mega props to uh, Roy Carroll as well. Obviously, um, he played against. Uh, oh yeah, and then uh, after three hours sleep. Yeah, he went wow. and turned out for was it Notts County? Yeah, yeah. and kept a clean sheet. Eighteen hours Oof. later. What 30, a man. 37 years old Joe Hart's, been, Joe Hart's wow. been rested for the, uh, <laughs> for the next England game yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm sure he's very glad about that we didn't blame Joe Hart for the own goal by the way we should have done do you think, you think? If well off his well off his line well out of position in my uh, opinion ok there you go another dig at Joe yeah. <laughs> what's, what's gone down between you two don't it seems talk. like there's some sort of personal beef don't want to talk about it did you lose the head and shoulders contract to him <laughs> <laughs> have you still got dandruff after using head and shoulders you're blaming Joe <laughs> I feel cheated <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so the Faroe Islands ranked 187th. Not anymore. <laughs> they must have flown up the rankings because of that. What, yeah, they've let for about four teams. <laughs> They're a seeded team. I don't even know who scored for Faroe Islands. That's how disrespectful it I am as a matter. nation. Yeah, I saw the game and didn't even check. He'll never have to buy a pint. He was borderline, and I will saw say borderline offside. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I had to watch it again to just check. Imagine if Ranieri said that in the, in the yeah. post match. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. the goal was offside. <laughs> yeah, we're taking a nil-nil. <laughs> <laughs> we had the one the ropes. Yeah. And when you're chasing the game against Faroe, at home. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you don't want to go into a game, you don't want to be half through the game at home to the Faroe Islands chasing it. They'll punish you on the break. <laughs> you know, I, I thought to myself, would I, would I take a Euro 2004 win, the, the European Championships 2004 win, and then a number of years, like 10 years later, lose a home game to the Faroe Islands for England? And I thought, no, I think I'd still keep no, the I'd win. No, I probably would. Yeah, I'd absolutely keep the win. You'd do it anywhere. Oh, It'd at least right. be entertaining. It yeah. would be entertaining. Yeah. But oh, that was just fabulous stuff there. Um, 
In Group G, uh, Austria beat Russia 1-0. The, the Russian football union are having a torrid old time, aren't they? Mm. Capello hasn't been paid for five months. They're struggling to pay £6.8 yeah. million. Pounds That's down. hilarious, because they've basically they've checked everywhere, haven't they? They've checked yeah. all their accounts, and they basically never had enough money to give him that contract. Well, yeah, the, the, the executive of the, the Russian football union said that they're looking for a source of funding. Who's going to fund that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a charity I don't want to get involved I, I did like with. the quote he said where he said, I think Apollo knew very well he would achieve nothing with our team. He wanted to hoover up bundles of cash for his retirement. <laughs> no, you offered him the money and he said yeah. yes. I mean, you this mean, guy must be the only person in the world who thought Capello was genuinely going to win them something. <laughs> yeah. you're, not, you're not meant to take the money. You're, you're, yeah. That's just rude. The only person who can finance Fabio Capello's uh, contract is Fabio Capello. Yeah. Like, you know, he's the yeah. owner in Russia who can deliver it. But imagine if you got called into a meeting with your boss or something and he went, well, as far as I'm concerned, you've been taking this money every month. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, I, I <laughs> That's what you offered me. <laughs> is it not like when you go around someone's house and they offer you a tray of biscuits? Yeah. And you're meant to just take the one. Whereas if you take a few, it's like, well, what are you doing? Didn't they actually yeah. Extenders contract. If you're going to take that, bring your bring your yeah. own biscuits. I think they might have done. Yeah. But they've, I mean, but they've they've got to be very careful because if they want to build a good side for the World Cup that they are hosting, I think they're still hosting it. I don't yeah. know if we're mm. going to have a revote there. More. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. Indeed, yeah. Um, Presumably, well, of course, they want a strong side for a World Cup that they'll be hosting themselves. Then they'll be looking at this and getting a bit worried. I think, won't they? The biscuit analogy only works if you if if it's. I hadn't thought that through. Yeah, you go around someone's house, (laughs) but you get the sentiment. They offer you a biscuit and you take one, and they go, "Oh, so you're only here for the biscuit then?" Yeah, you can throw that in there as well. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, the, the time the analogy run- works on a number of levels. Time's running out for them. I mean, they've not been absolutely dreadful. And what I mean by that is, um, I think they had a win against Lichtenstein. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but something to build on. Yeah, but they're um, they're, they're looking. They're going to struggle. With it. They're probably going to get into. The, wow, they might not even get the past because Montenegro are a bad side. So mm. they, they might even mm. not, not even well, get the it, But it's just weird. Surely, as um, as the governing body, you must have a contract with the governing body saying that you must pay your managers and your players well. a certain amount of money because they'll be getting. Money from FIFA and UEFA uh, for these competitions. So, well, like, uh, yeah, but like, the, so there must be a thing that says you have to keep yourself in good financial standing. And if you can't pay your own manager, mm. that's a problem. Exactly. Which is massive. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you reckon? Do you reckon Pelé saying to them, "I guarantee you will qualify for the World Cup." Guaranteed. <laughs> I can deliver that for you, no problem. It's like the start of, like a, like the start of a season on Football Manager yeah. where, you, where you can uh, sort of say yeah, what you're going to achieve. Expectations yeah. to, to get like a certain amount of money for wage yeah. bills and yeah. stuff like that. But he'll be like, top of the league. Qualification for the World Cup that we're hosting. That is my expectation. <laughs> I, I always just click w- w- win the league because then you just get a massive wage thing. I'm not going to win either. I'm going to get fired instantly. Anyway. I may as well <laughs> yeah. enjoy it. That's, that's what Capello thought. Yeah, I, I think he's so. as well as I can. <laughs> of course he thought that. Capello hasn't won anything for absolutely ages. The game's moved on with that and we've talked about it. It's a 
a shame because Capello is a, clearly a giant of the game. Mm. But it, the time has come. Yeah, I mean, his, his style is classic Catanaccio, isn't it? And it's it's just not um, oh, it's too old. Morning, working for Russia. Morning, Mr. Capello. Fuck off. That is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that is what he's good at now. Yeah. You mentioned Liechtenstein earlier. They beat Moldova away 1-0. Now, Moldova on a, a massive side, but for the size of the nation, Compared to Malta, that's yeah. a fantastic result. My favourite thing about that is that Malta's kit is Moldova. made by a company, uh, yeah, no, Malta. No, oh, sorry, we're talking about a different... Sorry. No worries. But Jim, there's so many I'll, more. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you the Malta thing anyway. Yeah, Malta's kit is made by a company called Give Over. Oh, that's nice. That is that's nice. That's fine, mate. Did, you, nice. did you, you like the, the sort of the zigzaggy uh, affair on the Slovenia shirts? Yeah, they've always had I that. I like the zigzaggy effect of Jim being on the shot. <laughs> <laughs> I think the um, the Slovenia kit looks like they'll work in later quest. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There is that. There is that. Uh, but yeah, Moldova <laughs> going down to, to Liechtenstein. So another good result for uh, for, for the minnows there. Great free kick. Mm. In that but you part. are right there, Duke, because Malta had a good result. Exactly, right? yeah. It's, right, it's yeah. been cracking for the minnows. Yeah, great point oh, away uh, to Bulgaria for them in Group H. If I was in, in, if I was in Malta or Liechtenstein, Stein's uh, shoes. I'd be annoyed that they were completely destroyed by another the tiny Ferrari. team. Stolen <laughs> 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 the thunder. Yeah, they, yeah. Should, they should even those results out, sort of spread them out. Yeah, exactly. Come on, guys. Everyone can have a little bit of a uh, bit of time. <laughs> well, what, I mean, what would have been the odds on a betting and an international break? San Marino getting a point, Faroe Islands getting three, Liechtenstein getting three, and, and Malta getting about, about as good as Luke predicting that Portsmouth are going to get beaten in the uh, league yeah, over they, the weekend. They got beat three 0 Did they? Three 0 yeah. after like twenty three minutes, minutes or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that what you that sounds like they stopped the game. <laughs> yes, Luke. It would be a billion to one. <laughs> well, there it was. Um, Staying in Group H, uh, Italy drew one all with Croatia. There's a bit of trouble mm. uh, during this one. Now, this is quite complex. The match was stopped due to Croatian fans launching fireworks and flares onto the pitch. Um, but I, and, and there was much discussed about this with the, the wonderful-looking Slavin Bilic. In the one RTV of those Croatia studio. fans had some arm on him, I'll tell you. He f- absolutely flung that. It went mm. miles. I think they might have had... A launcher. A launcher a or something, yeah, because yeah, there's no way you could get them that far. Like a flare bazooka. Well, according <laughs> to Alexander Holliger in the, in the press today, this, this was a planned protest by some of the fans aimed at the Croatian uh, Football Federation. It's a very complex issue, this, and there's a lot of other nasty stuff involved and so on and so forth. So do, do have a read of Holliger's article um, in The Guardian as it goes into great detail, as I say, about a very complex situation. So Players he, are making a real comeback, aren't they? Mm-hmm. We're seeing them more and more. Yeah, Croatia top of their group. They are. Mm. Well, uh, before all that happened, Croatia had been playing some great possession football against Italy. They looked the better team. They looked like the home side, yeah. didn't they? Mm. Uh, against one of Booth the so-called. Buffon a little bit of a man. <laughs> he did. I mean, Kandreva scored against the run of, of play, and then um, Perisic uh, equalised, and, and Buffon should have done. But he looked a bit shaky, Buffon, didn't he? And I thought, I don't oh, like to see it. Not you no. as well, mate. No. Yeah. <laughs> At some points, people are going to see us fall dignity, by yeah. the wayside. But Casillas yeah. has been in better form recently, though. He has, but. Uh, Come on, we we'll expect all, more. We'll all remember Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but Croatia, though, looked brilliant. They kept the ball well. I mean, this was away in Italy as well. I mean, Italy had a lot of injuries, yeah. granted. But it shows you the quality of, of, of Italy, though, isn't it? That they, against the run of play, they scored a goal and only conceded one through an absolute howl, individual howler. They're yeah. still so tough to properly... You know, roundly beat. Yeah, it was nice to see El Sharawi Sh- come on, mm. or Sharawi. Sorry, mm. uh, he looked quite lively. But Croatia had a chance to win it, and they didn't take it. No, Pete, they did not take it. No, well, they should have. Um, <laughs> they have won. Do you My think, advice. Do you think the coach Nico Kovac looks a little like an older Joseph Gordon-Levitt? I did. I, I saw you mention right, this. Click bits. <laughs> 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 Go and check out these other football lookalikes. 
Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't know what clickbait yeah, is. No, he's not been on no, the No, I internet. do. I'm just waiting for your opinion. On, okay, on uh, well, I've, I've got this uh, one neat tr- trick to make you look younger. Right. <laughs> discovered, by, discovered by a housewife. Do you think... Do you think he, yeah. yeah, okay. I, I, Back I, to the I, football I, back. I, I, I forgot about his granddad. He's not... I'll give you a sign. I can give you a serious answer if you like. If you like. <laughs> I, I do you, like, yeah. I saw, saw you mention it. Yeah. I had a look and I thought, hmm... Yeah. I don't know. I was a bit undecided. Well, really. nobody yeah. taking any points up from the game, so I thought I'd bring out that it's card. Fair enough. Yeah, perhaps well. we'll go back that's to your, the game. That's your fullback option. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Um, back to the call. That's okay. You basically said, oh, the Italy Croatia match, uh, a man has done an article on it. Read that because I can't be trusted. Well, no. <laughs> that's, that's basically what you said. Well, no, 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 that's not what I said. And a man looks like another man. No, that, that's. <laughs> I, I, well, I watched the game and I was trying to talk about that, but nobody talked I'm about it. I'm just the... saying you're the Wayne Rooney. Like, you've got a lot of players that have let you down, but you're the <laughs> down as well. I, what I'm trying to. Okay, well, the Guardian article said that they were protesting because the Dynamo Zagreb fans were a little bit unhappy because. Uh... Do any of those players look like a sort of. <laughs> <laughs> they were a little bit unhappy because um, uh, they were unhappy with their, their owner, I think, who'd been using the, the club to uh, for his own personal gain and so He's on. He's one of forth. ten owners that you won't believe exist. <laughs> 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 and uh, and so they've been protesting about that and so on. But they've been given some harsh fines from the, the Croatian Football Federation. So they thought, uh, you know, life bans from they'd the stadium, all that kind vehicle. of stuff. They'd use it as a vehicle. But there were some uh, extreme right wing groups uh, in the, in the crowd and so on and so mm. forth. They always tack on, don't they? Yeah, yeah I thought Bilic that said a very odd couple of things on the television. He did. <laughs> he was very, getting very close to Glenn Hoddle. He, he, he got really close. To Glenn Hoddle, then he essentially alluded to female football fans um, smuggling in f- particles of fireworks about their person. And Glenn wow. Hoddle was just a bit embarrassed, like he'd been, <laughs> like he'd been cornered by a mad cousin at a yeah. wedding. But he kept sort of. And he's got arm. previous, let's be fair. Yeah. Yeah. He kept putting his arm nearly around Hoddle and going in close with that lovely beard of his. I yeah. think he's had a drink. I think he'd had a drink. Oh, yeah. I believe he probably had, yeah. yeah. But the, the point I was, I was desperately trying to make was Croatia looked really good. They played some excellent football. They've got a very eminently winnable group, and they've, they've gone to Italy and got a point. There's no reason they can't beat Italy at home I mean Norway always flatters the seed never really do anything mm. so I mean other than that it's not really I mean Bulgaria shouldn't tr- trouble and Malta and Azerbaijan are also around so Croatia could win their group fairly handily mm. I think um, uh, I mentioned Bilic's beard that's come under scrutiny of late uh, <laughs> by a, a chairman of a Turkish Super League yeah club. I saw yeah, this is incredible this isn't it he wants to ban beards from his club doesn't he want to ban them from the whole country well he's, he's pushing for that I mean obviously what, what, what does that mean he's pushing for it yeah he doesn't really have that oh, authority I'm pushing for it it's, I mean I'm, I'm pushing to oh, he's, <laughs> He could push for anything, really. Well, he's, yeah, he's, so he's pushing for it. <laughs> is he the majority <laughs> shareholder of Gillette or something? Well, yeah. What have you ever pushed for? Loads of stuff. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell him how far I get, you get with it. Nowhere. <laughs> yeah, well, there we are. But uh, perhaps well, a lighter one involving a, a Croatian is uh, a, a Croatian Shakhtar Donetsk player, Dario Cerno, bought 20 tonnes of tangerines for children in Donetsk recently. That's amazing. He's yeah. from uh, Metakovic in Croatia, which is well known for its tangerines, as I'm sure everybody's mm. I'd like to get an, a visual handle on how many tangerines that actually is. There were mm. lorry loads going 20 over. 20 tonnes. Yeah. Uh, 20,000 children in the, in the city of Donetsk will receive a tangerine or two with a special greeting card. So it's, it's either 20,000 or 40,000 tangerines, I guess. Well, it's 20 well, tons, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I'm not sure. Well, of, if each child the, is uh, going to receive a tangerine or two... 40,000 tangerines. 40, mm. Maximum. Each baffled <laughs> yeah. child. Maximum. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but what time will sorry. the train arrive in? The <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Mum, where did this tangerine coat just eat it? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It makes him happy just eat it. Uh, before we move on from the, the European qualifiers, a special mention to Cristiano Ronaldo became the highest scorer in, in Euro Championship qualifying mm. tournament in history, moving up to 23 goals. I imagine there's more to come. Very impressive. 
depressing. Hang on, though. Let's back. How does he know where all the kids live? It's like a Santa Claus. Why is he? Get, yeah. Why is he getting all these kids' addresses? That's all I'm saying. Maybe he's no, Santa Claus because get... traditionally you get like a Satsuma or a tangerine I'll in your one, stocking. I'll yeah. still get one for Christmas. Yeah. 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 Or maybe they'll take them to the city centre and hand them out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes more sense. It would, yeah. wouldn't it? It would. <laughs> yeah. Maybe um, you got them from Rawlinsons. Can you imagine we go? I've known it to take this long. I've got a game to get to. But Avon Cup of Nations. Mm. There's another continental tournament. Oh, is it fair to say that the um, the, the football governing bodies of organising tournaments <laughs> are doing an excellent job at the moment? Nailing it. Yeah. Our tournament's getting harder to host. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently so. I feel like saying to like, um, the CAF and, and to FIFA and stuff, I mean, like, organising tournaments, that's just that's just all you've got to do, really, isn't yeah. it? There's I mean, not you've, much to it than You've that. done a lot of them. Yeah. You, a you've of, done loads before. A couple of those draws where you draw the teams once you've successfully organised the tournament. <laughs> Apart from that, you've got nothing on. It's like, Why are you making it so difficult? eight years ago and we had polio. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Mm. All sorts going on, wasn't there? Yeah. Well, to be fair, it's not CAF that did this. It was it was Morocco. The tournament was due to be held in Morocco this January, February, of course. And they've pulled out worrying about Ebola. Now, as a result, the, the, the tournament will be now played in Equatorial Guinea, who stepped up. And Morocco have been banned from the tournament. Um, Morocco, they asked for the tournament to be suspended, but that appeal was rejected. Um, Ecuador, I mean, it's so funny, because Equatorial Guinea were expelled from the preliminary rounds of the cup for fielding an ineligible player, so they thought, hang on a minute here, this is our chance yeah. back in. It's like Pete's beloved Cape Verde, aren't Yeah, it? absolutely. <laughs> mm. They couldn't well, host it. Yeah. They've only got one stadium. Yeah. Well, um, uh, Equatorial Guinea hosted uh, the tournament in 2012 with neighbouring Gabon. Yeah, I remember, yeah. Um, but according to, to Sean Jacobs in, in the press recently, Morocco's actions and the subsequent reaction from the authorities highlight the difficult relationship between North and Sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah, I've often thought about that because it's such a massive continent mm. and there's so many different cultures and stuff. Mm. That's right. Well, Morocco is still hosting the World Club Cup next month, which will see more visitors from around the continent than the Cup of Nations. So surely if there is a... They've had a shocker there, Surely if there's yeah. a scare for Ebola. <laughs> Not thought this through. They haven't, but... Uh, they got drunk and just rung up late and we don't want it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the next one will be like, oh, we yeah. didn't want it. Well, you're banned. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> no, you're not even going to play. <laughs> you happy now? No, I'm not happy. <laughs> um, oh, while we're in Africa, have you heard who Ghana have appointed? Or, or very, very uh, nearly appointed? This is new... incredible. Uncle Avi. I cannot believe this has happened. <laughs> Grant I, is back. I read this the other day. It's not been confirmed yet, I don't think. It's nearly confirmed. Yeah, I read this the other day and I was thinking, are they out of their mind? <laughs> <laughs> was Sven unavailable? Well, listen, as far as I'm concerned, Abraham is your real poor man, Sven. Yeah. This wasn't even in the running order because you know it would upset me so much. <laughs> yeah. I, well, yeah, it was a later dish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. Absolutely wow. terrible. Wow. What's, wrong with Abraham, what's wrong with Abraham Grant? What's your beef uh, with Abraham? Well, he's not particularly successful in, the, in, the, in his latter years, has he? Well, Champions League final, mate. Yeah, all right. yeah, yeah, latter um, years, yeah. come on. Yeah, okay. My specific beef with him is... FA Cup final with Baltimore. Well, if you let me finish, <laughs> my specific beef with him is that uh, he used to go to brothels in his Portsmouth <laughs> tracksuit. I yeah. did, didn't he? Yeah. It's not ideal, is it? You don't yeah. want to get semen on your own clothes. Is <laughs> <laughs> it get changed? Is it, and that really tainted the club's image of late, mm. didn't it? Quite yeah. literally on the badge. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, Let's stop short of that sort of filth. Yeah, especially as we celebrated <laughs> Wayne Rooney's life and love yeah. at the start of the show. Yeah. So that's oh, two beef you've had this week. That's Joe Hart and Avram Grant now. My beef with Avram, my beef with Joe Hart is street professional. My beef mm. with Avram is, is personal. Seminal. And I'll be looking forward to when we go to the Wild West later, taking him down. I think Luke Moore's beef should maybe become a, a sort of weekly section. I'm up for it. Yeah. yeah. I think if there's one thing I need, it's my own 
section. A beef. Luke Luke Moore's beef. beef. Yeah. Certainly on Instagram, anyway. Yeah. If Luke you are going to turn beef. up uh, for a Ross with Luke Miller, don't wear your Portsmouth tracksuit. No. Wear no, a, no, a, a, a dinner suit not. of some kind. Oh, don't dear. buy a Portsmouth tracksuit. <laughs> I'm going to buy you a Portsmouth tracksuit. Don't buy any tracksuit. <laughs> uh, before we, we, we move... Sounds uh, like it means body bag, doesn't it? Yeah. Portsmouth tracksuit. Yeah. Well, I'll put you in a Portsmouth tracksuit. Before we go to the FIFA house, is it about Jimmy Jump? Yeah, he recently uh, said that he's racked up. Oh, roughly. Jimmy grounded. Yeah, now he is. Um, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> um, <laughs> he's racked up roughly two. James grounded. <laughs> he's racked up two hundred twenty thousand pounds in unpaid fines, and, and thus he can't afford to go to matches. So he's saying we might not see him for a bit. It's his own fault for a bit. <laughs> yeah, he's got no one to blame. No, absolutely film. not. He's been absolutely running on the not. But he's still determined to carry it on. He sees it as like a really noble cause, so, doesn't he? Right, Even though guys, he's just running. If you club in, then we could all pay my fines. So I can get back to it again, right? Are you, are you with me? So my money's going to the Fabio Capello Trust at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm spread very thin. I'm, I'm paying FIFA Exco members. I'm paying Capello salary. I can't prioritise this at the moment, Mister Jump. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear. So are we, we going to hear from him again or not? I don't know. I don't I, know. I like to think that half of, it's half fines and half late alimony payments. Yeah. Yeah. You just imagine it, he won't have had a happy love life. I don't yeah. imagine. Oh, what does Jimmy movie? Jump do for a job? Like, what is his life outside no, he, he does have jumping a, on football apparently, matches? What did he do during the war? <laughs> apparently, um... Did during the FIFA war? The, the, the Spanish authorities, or, or maybe the football authorities, I'm not sure, no, probably the regular authorities, uh, they take 50% of his uh, of monthly That's wage. That's right, yes. Because of the fines, Because, obviously. effectively, because he's such a dickhead. Yeah. That is what's led him to this. You've yeah. enjoyed his work in the past, I right? have, yeah, but come on. Yeah. The, the I'm one, glad he's doing it, but let's take a look at his life. It's quite tragic. <laughs> is he... <laughs> The one, with, the one with Figo was the most notable, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the first one, wasn't it? That was when he really hit the big face. time. Yeah. yeah. He nearly had the World Cup in 2010. Yeah. He's very close to getting his hands on that. Yeah. But we can't have that. I mean, we what was he going to do with it? I don't know. Celebrate. Well, give him a chance. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> give him a chance to show us. We'll never know, Jimmy. No, yeah. I guess not. We'll never know. Um, uh, ooh, shall we go to the FIFA house? Ooh. Mm. Uh, silly scenes. No, I thought you were going to say, and uh, they've had an investigation, and it's all fine. Yeah. yeah. What will it take for that big glass abomination to go up in flames. Yeah. <laughs> Just when you think that they can't disgrace themselves even more. No, I Absolutely. didn't think that. Yeah, no, I'm not sure there's any depth <laughs> that they won't it's sink so good, to. Isn't it? I mean, Michael Garcia, the former US prosecutor, his report, of course, on the bidding process of the World Cups in 2008 and 2022, has been the centre of it all. And this was meant to clarify once and for all. The report was meant to say whether this was fair or not. Uh, the, the bidding process, of course. The report wasn't made public, which Garcia himself criticised. The FIFA judge, Hans Joachim Eckert, came out and announced that everything was fine, the bidding was fair, and he had a dig at England as well, yeah. because obviously England are England, well, the English press are a constant thorn. And rightly so. Oh, if, yeah, yeah. if what he said is true about England, then that is correct. He's, mm. I don't know if he singled out England, or, or, or he's mentioned other we nations. We covered a number there. of nations, and England were included. Sure, and obviously yeah. the English press are going to report. Can we also us. clarify that this is a report into FIFA, commissioned by FIFA, mm. and um, executed by a man paid by FIFA? Yeah, who then... It's not exactly transparent. And they've not published it? No. But I, I like the idea of Michael Garcia delivering it to set up like a personally, and Seth just going, thanks, Larry, I'll just put that down there for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to read it? Yeah, I'll read it. I'll skim There's it. a lot of stuff in that. Yeah, yeah I, was, I thought worry. we were going to have a meeting to talk about it. <sighs> bit, 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 bit busy. Well, I mean, what's the general crux of it? What oh. about tomorrow? Oh, I've got lunch. Yeah, <laughs> I've got all day. lunch tomorrow, okay, yeah. Time? All day, all day. <laughs> Chuck Blazer's coming round <laughs> for a long lunch. Oh, God. <laughs> But uh, but Garcia um, has pretty much appealed 
the, the verdict on his own report. <laughs> yeah. It's mad, isn't it? <laughs> it is absolutely staggering. And it's come out and said that, that it's all fine, as I say. Um, and Kelsey has got. I, I, you haven't read it. They've, yeah. they've done a 42-page summary of, like, a 420-page document. It's absolutely yeah. disgraceful. And the, and the document itself was never going to be complete anyway, because Garcia has been blacklisted by Russia. Yeah. So he can't go to Russia. The, the, the best thing what was, sort of admission of guilt is that? The best <laughs> thing was Russia, rather than... R- Russia, basically, this is how amazing it is. Russia... <laughs> Presumably fearing some sort of inquiry at some point, yeah. did all their business through Gmail accounts, yeah. and then when the, when the investigation was announced, destroyed all the computers, refused yeah. Michael Garcia entry into the country. <laughs> That's <laughs> how you do it, England! <laughs> yeah. No, well, he was refused entry because I think the US uh, blacklisted um, a group of Yeah, but Russian I, I think yeah, that was also very on. convenient. Absolutely. Okay, fair enough. I mean, one of the worst things that, c- that has come out of this is the two whistleblowers uh, in it have been, have been named, effectively. Yeah, really it's bad. been a very, very simple... Um, Task to work out who it, who they are, even from the summary that they've, they've put out, and both of them spoke to Garcia under promises f- from FIFA and from everybody involved that they would re- remain anonymous. And they've just—it's such a bullying tactic, isn't yeah, it? It's gangsterish. The fact that they haven't overtly done it, but they've basically just thrown them to the dogs. There—it's a disgrace. This has to. This this really should be a tipping point for FIFA because this is basically as, as close to a, to proof of guilt as I think we're ever ever yeah. going to get. And the German the German FA have been speaking up, haven't they? I'm sure you're going to come on to this, mm. Marcus, about how um, you know that UEFA needs to break away from FIFA now and I think if the FA want to show that they can actually fucking do something of any worth they should throw their weight behind that as well, well and, former, and join up former FA chairman David Bernstein has urged this but he's not in there Absolutely. anymore yeah, so he can say what he wants the problem with Bernstein is he's tainted it just looks like he's throwing his rattle out I agree with what Jim's saying but I also think the next steps are that I mean it can't look like it comes from England because if it comes from England people just like oh they're just moaning because yeah. but it needs to be unified that's the next step the next step is two prongs one is that German and, and some big nations starting to pull out and taking the short term hit of a loss of and it's bad because the players will get affected the fans will get affected because they won't be able to see games blah 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 playing games or whatever but the longer term though yeah the longer term will be better well I mean it's still four years ago until Russia so a lot can happen in that time but the second the second thing is to really put pressure on sponsors to say yes. that, you, know, don't, you do not want to be associated with this you know if you're Coca-Cola or you're whatever McDonald's or yeah Adidas. you do not want to be associated with this but it's only t- they're using North Korean slaves in the bloody in the buildings in the bloody stadiums you know what yeah, I mean? this, isn't hard, this isn't hard to figure out is it no, no, exactly. it's, it's more just from the report of the report it is just like go and take that letter to your headmaster yeah. Yeah. and then go oh the headmaster suddenly got a letter saying I am brilliant yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely the corridor in the headmaster's yeah. office it's, yeah. it's hard to imagine larger scale crime but it's also very very difficult to, to actually uh, you know have a governing body with the authority to, to look into it because it's just it's, it's an international thing it's so massive we mentioned in the summer that obviously Interpol you would think would be the organisation mm. to do that but FIFA have a deal with them where they give them 20 million dollars um, stretched out however over however long for them to investigate match fixing and stuff like that so obviously it's within their interest well, to well the, the biggest the biggest the other biggest threat is the FBI because the FBI, there's talk of the, all the um, alleged bribes have been done in US dollars, which means that the FBI can then officially investigate them. Right. And that's what they got old uh, Big Chuck to wear Chuck a white Chuck yeah, Marcus, <laughs> do you want to... <laughs> which is an amazing, Absolutely amazing incredible. scene to think of. I mean, it's, it's, it's a shame, isn't it? Because we all love Chuck Blazer, because I think, if anything, you know we're easily influenced by a name, and how wrong we were. It seems like and he was one of the most crooked ones of the lot of them. And an appearance. And an appearance. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of wire to lose. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I know he's corrupt, but he's got a pet parrot. <laughs> he's, he's done a Jordan Belfont, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't, um, he, didn't he have two massive flats in the Trump Tower and one of them was just for his cat? Oh my Isn't goodness. the point of having a pet that you hang out with it? Yeah. 
I think that's mean on the behalf of the cats. I'm yeah, that's like true. To support mm. them. Yeah, he's he, former FIFA delegate. Is it turned FBI informant? Yeah. Well, they said to him yesterday. He talked about his lifestyle then. He just said it was outrageous. But well, he said that now, can't he? It's yeah. out or I well, you see that, mate. Well, yeah. 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 I was going to say, yeah. there's a before FIFA yeah. photo yeah. and an you after. You look like Henry VIII. Yeah. <laughs> we know where you're living your life. He's 32 <laughs> years old. That's that's what I like about this story. Is it's one of those things. If you go high up, high up enough, any sort of big company or big organisation, you're going to find this. But because FIFA is such a global yeah. and important thing to the man on the street. Yeah. People are talking about this. People aren't talking about the Lehman Brothers. People aren't talking about Bank of Scotland. What the, the sort of shit yeah. that goes on in, in, in closed rooms there? Because it's FIFA and because it's important to the to the, the common man on the street. That's why we're all talking about it. And they've got to be a lot more careful in the future if they want to. They're not accountable to them. That's yeah. the problem. But the thing is, they need they need to fuck <laughs> oh, off. God, this needs to be <laughs> the end of yeah, FIFA. They've they got to be careful, Pete. They've got to change their ways. <laughs> but I genuinely think that you know FIFA are not go, Marcus. <laughs> FIFA aren't fit for purpose. They're to be a new organisation to come in and replace them, basically. And if that means all the, all the sort of member associations breaking away and starting a new one or having some way where they interact without a sort of main governing body, that has to be better. But, but, the, the, but then yeah. I think you look at the, the ones we're not really um, enfranchised in that we're probably not going to get the World Cup for another 20 years or something. Mm. So it's the ones in areas, the big countries that are in areas where they want to take the World Cup to. You know, you're, I guess your Australia's on New Zealand and stuff like that. They'd probably have a joint bid there, I suppose. They're the ones that are never going to vote for it because FIFA will probably be they know next, next yeah, exactly. you say that Pete you say that Pete one of the whistleblowers was Australian and, mm. and the fact that it's gone to Qatar means Australia didn't get it right, so that okay. might, yeah. they might get annoyed on that front but, but the thing is though but the greatest respect to someone like Australia or a football association like Australia's, they're not a big player. You know, the, the big players will be the big um, Germany, traditional Spain, nations who are going to whose revenue. Because the only language that FIFA understands is their revenue, right? So mm. if you pull, if if UEFA can do something where they get Germany, Spain, and France, whatever, to lead mm. on it, does Platini, does Platini hate Blatter? He does. Yeah, and, so, Blatter, and then yeah. England join him with that. All of a sudden, you're looking at some of the world's best players. No consolation to the players or the fans, but you look at some of the world's best players not featuring in in, in a World Cup because. They, they they think for a short term hit it's worth it in the long run. And we need then, a Frank Underwood character uh, from House of Cards. <laughs> we do. We certainly do. But even now, I don't think it would even come to that. I just think that the threat of it do- happening would be enough for them to sort their shit out. I, I think the problem is that I'm sure UEFA will. I mean, FIFA seem to be ridiculously bad. UEFA, the FA, the Premier yeah, League. Exactly. They all seem. FA were playing unreliable. the game. Yeah. They were just playing it bad. Exactly. They just weren't playing it well. They played the game badly, and that's the only difference between them mm. and say Qatar, mm. who got who got the got the. Got yeah. the, got the but also Platini is in charge of, of UEFA and Platini wants to be the, the, the head of FIFA one day do you remember, yeah. do you remember the Argentinian guy Nicolas Leos Nicolas Leos who said I will vote for England to, to host the 2018 World Cup in return for you naming the FA Cup after me <laughs> I mean, this is, the, this is the level we're talking yeah. about. There's a, Ru- there's a Russian guy, a Russian official. His name is Vitaly Mutko, and um, he apparently, like, this is just an example I saw of how um, you know transparent he is. He went on a 20 day trip to Vancouver and put in expenses for 97 breakfasts. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. You couldn't even handle that, Lou, could you? Uh, well, watch me. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a chance, Pete. Yeah. Put me picture on the wall. Yeah. I, I, the, more I hear, the more I hear about this, the more I think I should be the man to reform it. <laughs> why, why just 97? Mate, it's it weird, off. isn't it? You Round it off, off, indeed. I'll be, I'll be billing them for 80 breakfast. Baby steps, isn't it? Baby steps. <laughs> yeah. It's improvement. It's year-on-year improvement. Obviously, you don't want to go full-on police machine breakfast. <laughs> no, indeed. definitely not. Well, to, to bring it all back... Um, 
to quote S Club Seven. Uh, apparently, uh, Garcia is. Is that going to be the name of the new football governing? Uh, yeah, body? that's it. That's <laughs> it. Um, uh, apparently, Garcia's appeal will be heard by FIFA's 14-man appeals panel, which includes a man who once received ten thousand dollars from Bin Hammam, of course, the former uh, for disgraced uh, yeah. FIFA man, scapegoat, uh, who got, they got rid of him for, for dodgy dealings. Um, so uh, it, it's in good hands. Yeah, absolutely. It's in I mean, very, very. There must be Greased someone out there bones. who's got Garcia's proper report and can leak it. That's surely the biggest hope. Well, if I, was, if I was Garcia, I would leak it. Yeah, he Absolutely. should have mm. photocopied himself. Oh, I didn't say Maybe he didn't, yeah. <laughs> didn't save it on my hard drive. Oh, God, I should not have written this by hand. Yeah. Deleted my sent items. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did it on a Russian Google's doc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dear, oh dear. So there we are, FIFA House there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's go back to England uh, before we go to Pete's Mystery Voice game. We have to mention uh, that there's uh, a company that are offering the Play With A Legend Stag Do scheme. I don't like this sort of legend word that's mm. bandished about so much. It's bandished about very liberally. I mean, yeah. you, I think it should be reserved for a certain calibre of a player. Sure. Yeah. So it's really Play With An Ex-Professional Stag Do scheme. So from, fifth, uh, from £60 per person, obviously that goes up depending on, on who it is, for an 11 aside match you can hire a former pro footballer to play and have a few points with with you and your massive lads uh, after the game <laughs> they've got over 50 players on their books I'm, I'm interested to know who the entry level 60 pound ahead yeah, yeah, I yeah. am as well but I've, I've just uh, grabbed a dozen or so um, uh, for you but th- 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 as I say there's over 50 so you could uh, on your stag you'd be playing football with one of Dion Dublin Dietmar Haman. Uh, Matt Holland, who's in good shape, I know him. Dietmar Holland. Dietmar Haman is desperate for cash. Well, yeah. isn't he? He yeah. is. And I think that I think that Dion Dublin would be a bit of a dick. Des Walker. Uh, yeah, it's notoriously difficult to get people but, who want to play at the back in these types of yeah, games. Yeah, that's true, but I was about to say... Des Walker's surely still going up front. <laughs> if, I was, if I was going to the next pro, I want, I want a skillful one. Yeah. yeah. No, you, I, I think a keeper. A, no one wants to go and go. Do you get shower time with Dion Dublin? I hope so. Uh, Paul Walsh, Luke? Yeah, his knees are shot to bits. He couldn't even play his own testimonial. That was about 15 years ago. <laughs> Nigel Winterburn. Pat Nevin. Yeah, Nevin, I'm happy. Pat Nevin could right. DJ afterwards as yeah. well. Frank Sinclair. A yeah. couple of own goals, Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Teddy Sheringham. Des- Sheringham's a great one. Be he must be higher end. But people want to play up front in these games. I want to go up front. We have <laughs> yeah, no, but Sheringham's Surely the, the groom goes up front with Steady Teddy. Steadward Tedward. Yeah, what's, yeah, what's that's the terms? A... Do they specify position in the terms? That's true. That's true. Alan Smith, Mark Bright, Jason McAteer, Ray Parler. I like to think that's former uh, Newcastle player, Alan Smith. It's just it's so down on his luck now he's doing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah so I didn't think of that, yeah. Um, and Matt Letizia. Work right. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> Letitia <laughs> would be the be- best one you could get there. No offence, Luke. No, it's none taken. Would that be annoying, though? Like, I'd imagine the average chaps on stag do's are not the most fittest. And then you stick Letizia in there. Oh, I don't have to do twice as much. Does he have to do a half on each team or something? I suppose I do. You'd uh, have maybe. to get two, wouldn't you? Dave Besson's in there, goalkeeper. Could you, could you get two that hated each other in their flying days? That'd be excellent. <laughs> yeah. That'd be brilliant. Sharing them and call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and play them up front. Oh, Keenan Vieira. Didn't think I'd ever really have to high play end. up front with yeah. him again. Imagine Roy Keane doing it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just wouldn't happen. But he'd take it really seriously. Roy Keane got in a fight with someone who asked him to sign his book. <laughs> <laughs> he, that, he had previous with a guy, though, didn't he? The, oh, did I think he? the guy was a journalist who'd written something about him in the past, and oh, he basically I... quite understandably didn't want to sign his book, I think. And then someone else said that actually it was Alex Ferguson's book, but I think that might be a rumour. Right. Uh, what about oh, Dave Besson? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think in these types of affairs, having yeah. a goalkeeper would be great because yeah. no one wants a playing goal. Well, it would be a shame, though, if you, 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 know, you book Besant and Chris Woods turns up. 
There's no, there, but there's nothing. There's not. What I like about it is these guys have. You know, they they entertain in front of like you know forty, fifty thousand people. And now they're reduced to being on other someone else's stag do. You could not pay me to be on someone else's. <laughs> stag Imagine do. that. Yeah. Although if you fancy it, <laughs> sure, at the football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Um, right, let's uh, go to Pete because he's got a mystery voice game for us. All. I do have a mystery voice game. I have a mystery voice game every flipping week. Gosh darn it! <laughs> and uh, this was uh, last week's. Uh, Seventy-five minutes here to to work. Uh, the other play probably forty-five, but uh, they ask me if uh, they come to play fifty minutes more. Any ideas, guys? You uh, you want to step up to the plate? Janino Pernambucano. <laughs> 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 uh, nobody got it right. Oh yeah! Oh, wow! Well done, Pete. You finally won it. So we even. So we either. Um, we roll over. We roll, roll over. over to next week. Yeah. So what I'll do is. You got a few wrong answers. We got a few wrong answers. Yeah, yeah we have uh, Mark Thorpe says Gianfranco Zola. Good, Wrong. but not good enough. Uh, Stephen Brammer says Del Piero. I think it's the voice of uh, Delhi Dynamo's Alessandro Del Piero. Enemy of the Ramble. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Kilbert says uh, it's Roger Johnson drinking. Enemy of the uh, Ramble. <laughs> Enemy of the Ramble. It's Ayrton Senna. That is it. Definite enemy of the ramble. Exceptionally poor taste. Enemy of the ramble. Uh, Ozzy Ardiles, no. Pat Mulhern said that. Ryan Peel says... Uh, All enemies of the ramble. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Yeah. Juan Mata, no. Uh, po- Pochettino uh, from Daniel Servon, no. Uh, yeah, a young Mourinho. A lot of people get it wrong, so no. Nobody's got it right, unfortunately. So we're going to roll it over. Here it is again. Uh, uh, 75 minutes here to, to work. Uh, the other play, probably 45, but uh, um, they ask me if... Uh, they Coming to play 50 minutes more. If you know what that is, it's not Gus Poyet, it's not Roberto Martinez, it's not Paolo Di Canio, it's not Emil Heskey. <laughs> crazy, crazy people. Uh, just get involved. Voice at thefootballramble.com. So exciting, isn't mm. it? Oh, talking yeah. of excitement. Round. The highlights of the week, Luke? Yeah, just fill a minute because I lost the email. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, my highlights. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> yeah, okay, it cool. didn't take as long as I thought it would. Thank goodness. Yeah, highlights of the week, uh, every week. It's like my version of the mystery voice than that Pete does. Um, mm. Although, yeah, it's a yeah. bit, bit, bit more interesting. Uh, first up, Callum on Twitter says, I went for Hernandez this week. I feel like I made the perfect choice of spice and sides. What were they? The he, did, he didn't say. Oh, That's well, let us know, Callum. Limit, Jesus. Limit 140 about? characters. Yeah, you could yeah. follow it up, though. Yeah. Well, I think it's best not to know. Uh, Mike, uh, at Mike Ding Dong, says, uh, Jordan Henderson scream after a bad pass. It was so loud, my housemates thought a cat had been killed outside. That was very strange, wasn't it? Was, yeah, very it was. loud. Like, too aggressive. Mm. Too and loud shrill. and too aggressive, yeah. Um, Gabby Mackay on Twitter says, um, Kevin Lasagna scored in Carpi's, uh, Capri. Is that Capri? I think Capri's win over Citadella. Yeah. First name Kevin, second name Lasagna. That's great. Fantastic. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed Carver, oh, we mentioned this a second ago, actually. Ed, this must be where I, where I was reminded of it. Ed Carver says that uh, Nicholas Leos would only vote for England if they named the FA Cup after him, which we've yep. touched on. So thanks for that, Ed. Oh, Ed was the guy last week, if you remember, who put his thing on Twitter and Facebook to make sure it was seen. <laughs> only did Twitter this time, though. Still got read out. Well done, you. Uh, ben Steele on Facebook says, uh, I found a football manager youth team player this week called Diggory Campbell Moore. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Marcus was cruelly ignored by football manager's ramble references generator, but I'll, perhaps I'll get him to sign for heart. Yeah. <laughs> was, I, I think <laughs> sensitively spared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was exactly. a great um, football manager um, regen a list of names they're not allowed to uh, have. So oh, it's, yeah. it's well, kind Adolf of Hitler and stuff like that. Yeah, just Adolf Hitler, Simon Bin Laden, Wubum Khan, which we <laughs> Google later on. He's, he had a full. Yeah, life, he had uh, Oliver Cromwell. He had a Wow. Fanny Feely, Dick Fest. <laughs> Dick Fest. Dick who, would, who wouldn't want Dick Fest? Dick, Dick Fest. Isn't yeah. Dick Flick one of them as well? Yeah. <laughs> um, Ed Barber says, I've got a big shop question. 
He says, what are, oh. your, what are your feelings on buying things you regularly use when they're on offer? Do you take advantage and buy a lot for future use, or do you just enjoy a cheaper limited use of said product? Uh, I, I, mm. I would get a few. Yeah, okay. I tend to get a few in. He said. He says if it's perishable, obviously. Mm. Not. Yeah, he said. He says the former. I mean, of course, we're talking about non-perishable items. That's I, a good, I, I buy a good hairspray question. in bulk off Amazon. Do you? I do. Yeah. That's a, that's fat a, fat hair. Uh, you can't buy anywhere now. Not a fan of uh, people paying their tax, no. What? Amazon, yeah. Oh, pathetic. Yeah. David Lincoln. Oh, sorry, yeah. He sorry, says, yeah, um, yeah. big shop tip, uh, learn from painful experience this weekend, never buy cheap bin bags. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, agree. Of course not. Yeah. Will Donovan replied to him on the Facebook. There's a bit of a discussion about it, but Will Donovan had the, had the choice comment. He said, uh, always buy ones with the string ties. It's very yes, hard to tell the yes. quality of a bin bag until you take them home, but the string ties are almost reliably I, strong. Couldn't and agree a, a, more. A signature quality. I used to live with someone who would buy the rubbish ones, and it still yeah. pains me now to think of it. And all bin bags smell, which to start with is fucking annoying. Yeah. Um, but the cheap ones smell worse. Yeah. A taste of a very almost acrid plastic smell. Taste. Hang on. Yeah, taste, there, was, there were some <laughs> questions to be asked. Here. I don't want to go into that. that <laughs> Robert Kingston says, On Thursday, I finally got a job. Say hello to the new kitchen porter of the Maid Hotel. <laughs> oh, yes. Hello. Like that. <laughs> and uh, we'll finish off with. Uh, oh, now I can't find his name. Hang on a second. I'm actually going to click on the link. He says, My highlight of the week was making my international home debut for England against Latvia in the England futsal team. We won 5 1 and 2 0. Amazing. Hey, England futsal. From? I'm about to just find his name because um, I have to click the link because it cut it off in the copy and paste. But. Uh, Playing for, playing, for, playing for a futsal team for England. That's that's good, though, I didn't even know England had a futsal team. I thought they that was do. one of the it's things... It's fairly recent. Didn't, didn't we, like, about three years ago, really get into trying to find out where we'd be able to play futsal, but we never yeah, did. Yeah, and we just yeah. didn't there do is it. A, Let a, us know. There is a futsal league. That was, uh, well, that was from Richard Ward, league. by the way. Richard well done, Ward. Richard Ward. Yeah, England international. Well mm. done. Well done, sir. Um, uh, I think that's it, ladies and gentlemen, isn't it? Um, uh, if you want to get in touch, the email address is show at thefootballramble.com and the, the Twitter is at footballramble. And the website is thefootballramble.com. Pete... Yes, Absolute we're radio. off to the Etihad for uh, Manchester City versus... Now, who's Manchester City playing this weekend is the question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just Phil, look, um, at, look at a couple of seconds, so I'm allowed to come off. Yeah. Indeed you are. Uh, I, I mean, it's another Premier League side, I would have thought. Yeah, I definitely yeah, let's narrow pretty, it down. That's let's list it down. them all. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, uh, Luke, would you like to say goodbye? Yeah, I'll say goodbye. See you later, guys. I was just on my way to the bin. Sorry about that. That's okay. Yeah, uh, what, are you see, hungry? See you later. Jim's <laughs> <laughs> tasty bin bag in there. <laughs> Man, Man City Swansea. Man City Swansea. So join uh, Clark Isle and Russ Williams from 1.30 and, I don't know, John Champion will be there. Oh, it'll be brilliant. Yeah, they'll all be there. Jim? Yeah. yeah. See you later. Uh, the Football uh, Ramble. All filler, no killer. <laughs> Pete. This is a shambles, isn't it? And it's, it's like good, FIFA house. Goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs> 